This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my amazing powerhouse co-host and producer, Jade Harrell. What's up, Jade? What's up, Sean? How are you this fine day? I am marvelightful. Marvelightful. <laughs> what is it? Talk to me. Marvelous and delightful. Today, I'm feeling. Like it. I haven't heard marvelous in a long time. Reminds know, me of right? marvelous Marvin Hagler. Oh, wow. The boxer. You remember? What a tribute. Yes. Yeah. I'm put it on did, there. Right? Put it on. You better back up. <laughs> <laughs> Throw in hands. That's right. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the show today. I appreciate you so much. This is a very, very, very special day mm. for all of us, for this community. Today is the official release of Sleep Smarter nationwide. So it's in bookstores, your favorite bookstore right now. You can go pick it up and of course online as well. And it's been a a tremendous labor of love. And I've learned so much in this process and have had the opportunity to connect with so many amazing people. And this has just been just such a, a great fortune in my life. And I'm really, I'm just blown away. I'm blown away in this moment. And I've got this big smile on my face yeah. and it, this wouldn't have been possible without the creation of this show. How about so that? thank you so much, Jade. And everybody, again, thank you so much for being a part of this, being a part of my story and allowing me to be a part of yours. Wow. I mean, it means the world to me. It really, really does. I wake up every single day and that question, I've shared this on past episodes. First thing that I ask when I am aware, when I become that aware that I am aware is how can I serve? Mm-hmm. You know, how can I serve today? And it's amazing how life presents these interesting opportunities every day to make a difference. So this moment here and this special episode is really inspired by the book. Today, we're going to be talking about how great sleep is the ultimate fat burner. All right. So we're going to talk about this physical connection, you know, with our body composition and how it relates to sleep. And I've had the opportunity to see some pretty remarkable research over the years. And of course, the experimentation and seeing this stuff clinically It really is that missing component for that body transformation that people are looking for. And most people have no idea, but that is changing with the birth of Sleep Smarter and being available. So today I implore you to go head to your bookstore because we want this book to show up on all the major lists. And they're looking around like, are people going to bookstores around the country Mm -hmm. and grabbing a copy? Because we already hit number one on Amazon, but that's just one source. So please Head to your bookstore, even if you've already pre-ordered a copy and you have a copy of the book, if you're a part of our launch team, go to your local bookstore and grab a copy today. It means so much to us and to this mission. And of course, if you already have a copy, you can give that one to a friend. Mm -hmm. I promise they're going to love you even more (laughs) for it. You know, so of course, and you can head over to sleepsmarterbook.com to get connected with the bonuses as well. So appreciate you so much, guys. We are grateful to you. We are grateful to you for doing this. Thank you for your love and kindness and big, broad heart to even do this. Because, I mean, this is a giving book. This isn't like, hey, it's all about me, Sean, about my life. (laughs) This is, hey, this is me, Sean. I care about your life. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to just thank you for doing it. Come on. I know I'm blessing. <laughs> My light skin self. So. <laughs> right. Thank you so much, Jade. And yeah. again, everybody, I appreciate you so much. So let's go ahead and get into our topic of the day. After, really quickly, let's give a shout out to the iTunes Review of the Week. Oh my goodness, this is such my favorite part. 
This one says Automobile Health University by Rockstar 515015. Five stars here. It doesn't get any better than this. I discovered the show about a year and a half ago through the fat burning man, and I've been glued to this show ever since. I love all the detailed knowledge and science given on every topic discussed. I've shared this show with everyone I know. You guys are most definitely changing lives. As a personal trainer and health coach in the making, I have learned so much valuable information and have applied it to my studies. You are truly my professor at the Automobile University. Hmm. Shout out to you, Jade, for your comical inputs in your word merge, LOL. <laughs> I love it. Oh, word merge. My word merge. Man, thank you so much. That's, That's so awesome. Man. And this is another big part of why we're doing this is you're going to be able to add so much value, just remarkable value that many people, they can even spend decades trying to figure this stuff out, but mm -hmm. you'll know it already. How about that? And be able to help somebody to, whether they're dealing with an issue with, you know, body fat or something more serious along the the lines of cancer and diabetes and all the different things that we talk about on the show, the recent episode on estrogen dominance right. and fibroid tumors and having that database and the resources mm to truly be able to help people to transform their own lives because we're not doing this stuff. I'm not doing it. It's you who's actually taking the steps and putting it into play. I love it. So and they get it. automatic admission to the university. Just send them a link and they could get in too. True. <laughs> I true. dig that. Awesome. Well, let's go mm -hmm. ahead and dive right in, guys. So today we're talking about how great sleep mm. is the ultimate fat burner. And as we talked about on many previous episodes, Fat loss is all about hormone function. It's all about hormone function. So just a quick recap. What is this mysterious word, hormones? <laughs> hormones. Hormones are really simply, they're chemical messengers that communicate information between all the cells in your body. Okay. So they're the bridge between all of your cells getting the memo, getting the data so that everybody your cells are all working together for one purpose. I just love how you made that plain for us. <laughs> <laughs> but if that data gets messed up, well, you know, you get a, a message. You're trying to send a message that says, you know, hey, we're all meeting tonight at seven o'clock at mm -hmm. the nickel and dime store. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But then you get the memo that, you know, we're meeting next week at the train station, right. you know, and you end up in Seattle somewhere when the party was, you know, mm -hmm. in Chicago or whatever, you know, right. so. That's just one example. It's a little silly example, but you know, when your cells get the wrong data, it can basically instruct your body to do things you don't necessarily want it to do. All right. So it's kind of like we want our systems to burn fat. Like, why won't you just do it? Just burn it. Right. Burn okay. this fat. <laughs> but it doesn't really work that way. It has to have the right instructions because your body knows how to do the process. But those hormones have to be communicating the right information throughout all the cells in your body. Got it. All right. So it's all about the hormones. And no other physiological process has more bearing on your hormone function than sleep does. Well, how about that? It's more powerful than food. It's really? more powerful than exercise. And as a matter of fact, those two things are largely dependent upon the quality of sleep that you get. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's begin with the study. How long you sleep directly affects your body composition. And this is research from the University of Chicago. And they found that dieters who got eight and a half hours of sleep nightly lost 55% more body fat than they did when eating the same exact diet, but got just five and a half hours of sleep each night. 
right? Wow. 55% <laughs> more body fat loss. That's a huge yes, number. Okay. And only thing they changed, same diet, only thing they changed was the amount of sleep that they were getting. So I step backwards into this and say, well, if I'm not getting eight, <laughs> I'm and, losing 55% and, and, less. See, that's the thing. And what we do with Sleep Smarter is we don't focus on the number of hours. Mm-hmm. We stack conditions because some of these people in the study could have gotten the eight and a half recommended hours, but they weren't getting the proper sleep cycles. Their results could have been even better, or maybe they didn't get the results that other people in the study did because these are all averages. Mm-hmm. You know, So we focus on quality, stacking conditions so that you can actually sleep a little bit less, but wake up feeling more refreshed than most other people. And still reap the great benefit. Yes. Mm-hmm. And here's another little caveat of what's to come later in the episode. Eating the same diet with less sleep is extremely hard. They're going to be a whole lot more ravenous and hungry <laughs> and depriving themselves because they're not well rested, which we're going to talk about in a moment. So that's another, again, black and white right there. It wasn't the nutrition. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the exercise. It was the sleep. It was changed sleep. everything. A joint publication of the Sleep Research Society and the American Academy of Sleep Medicine shared remarkable findings from a study that tracked visceral fat accumulation using a CT scan over a five-year period. Now, this is so remarkable because this is a five-year period of monitoring what's going on with these individuals' visceral fat. And so what is visceral fat? So we have the subcutaneous fat, right? That's the stuff that's kind of like under your skin. It's pretty much everywhere. It's there to keep you a little bit insulated, all right? (laughs) Now, the visceral fat, this is commonly what's referred to when we think about belly fat. It's the organ fat. It's the stuff that's kind of in between all of your organs, even some of your organs themselves developing more fatty tissue and creating what's known as our, quote, beer belly or our gut, all right, it's largely going to be this visceral fat, all right? So this is also, another name is omentum fat. And the word omentum, it's either Greek or Latin. I believe it's Greek, but it essentially means fatty apron. All right? <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense. This belly fat is very hormonally active. As it develops, it actually develops more and more hormone activity, in particular estrogen, which we talked about on the last episode. So the more fat that you have, the more estrogen you're, this new organ basically you're developing, you're basically creating, when you, the more belly fat that you accumulate, a bigger and bigger organ that functions and has hormones of its own and does processes of its own. And the more estrogen you're going to be producing, the more fat you're going to be storing. So it becomes a very organs, vicious- yeah, fat organs you create. Yeah, vicious circle. Mm. So in this study, all right, in this five-year study using CT scans, really looking at the visceral fat- The results found that subjects who slept less than six hours per night had a 32% gain in their visceral fat compared to a 13% increase among those who slept for six plus hours a night, right? So this is more than twice as much visceral fat accumulation over the same study period, right? It's right there again in black and white. If you want to add to the belly fat, Stay Compilation. <laughs> Did you say stamp? I said stay up. Oh, <laughs> right. Stay up. Right. It's going to happen. It's yeah. going to work. So, and this is what's so interesting about this whole process is we become very good at doing things that make us unhealthy, you know, and we don't even realize it. Right. Like your body has a certain genetic program. And if you do follow the laws of the body, you get results. You get the things that your body is naturally wanting to do. But if you are distracted from those normal templates, your body's going to give you pain. 
you know, and we know this, like there's certain things that we get into in our life that give us so much benefit and just these fruitful results, you know, and it feels good. But there's this other side and a lot of different places in our life that we're doing things that create chaos, you know, and we become very good at those things, you know, it's just like, why do we do this? Why do we do this to ourselves? Ultimately, first of all, it becomes about awareness, you know, and understanding like, I don't have to have this be my story, you know? So for a lot of us, we're in it so deeply that we don't realize it, you know? And this could be a relationship context, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, you don't understand. He's the one. (laughs) It just so happens he he went to the same school as you in the same city, but he's your soulmate, right? right? Proximity. Mm -hmm. Proximity is power. You change your proximity, you're going to meet a different soulmate. That's right. I promise you that, (laughs) you know? And it's really about... Understanding like even with this, with fat loss, your environment is everything. You know, you're a product of your environment deeply, but you're also a creator of your environment. There we go. We have to understand that. This is what makes us so amazing as human beings that we can consciously create a structure so that we have great people in our lives that help to encourage our health and wellness. I always say this, the number one most influential thing in our health and in our success in life is the quality of our relationships. Please hear me again. All right. I'm going to keep on saying this. All right. It's the number one most influential factor. So we become very good at doing things that mess us up. Catch yourself. Find out where you've been withholding greatness, where you've been withholding results in your life by silly things like I'm going to stay up and watch every Justin Bieber video or whatever. I got Bieber fever tonight. Right. You know? And if you're doing that subconsciously, unconsciously, unconsciously. Right. And if you're doing that unconsciously, you can catch that too. Because yeah. if you don't have an answer to that, why am I doing this mm-hmm. or what am I doing this for? And if it's random, then you can identify what's going on there or at least start paying a- attention yes. to that. And I want to encourage that if you really can't find any groundwork or foundation to start, make that an affirmation. I don't have to live like this. I don't have to make these choices. I don't have to be subject to this random, consistent way of doing things. My programming can change. That can be a very positive affirmation that if you say it enough, eventually your mind, your spirit, your body will believe it. Mm, So true. Love that. Love that. We have to break the pattern. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really that simple. And actually, I talk about that in a really important section in the book. We talk about pattern interrupts and breaking negative addictions, essentially, you know, and just like what's going on in my brain when I'm addicted to, you know, scrolling on Instagram, I can't get off the phone to go to sleep, you know, so we talk about that and not that the phone is bad. Like, I like Instagram, you know, I think it's the greatness, you know, I like scope, you know, Periscope, follow me on both at Sean Model. It's good stuff. Very good. But I love these different platforms, but when it begins to govern our life and we're unconsciously indulging in those things and it's taking us away from our spouse or our kids or our health, mm-hmm. we need to address that. We need to put in its proper place. Awareness trumps everything, but it might not be a simple process if you don't know the action steps mm-hmm. to buffer that, you know, and make the process of actually being free of an addiction more joyful. So you address that. There's a way to kind of get into that. In this the is book. what is so powerful about Woo! this book versus, you know, the first version of the book. So this new expanded upgraded version, I was able to really flesh out a lot of the things I've seen clinically and a lot of my ideas for improving multiple areas of your life with sleep being the foundation, Mm -hmm. 
All right, so let's go ahead and move on. What if I'm addicted and to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> I got to push that so snooze button. There's this animal called a sloth. Have you ever seen that bad boy? I mean, if he's got a mile to go, check back with him next year. <laughs> right. All right, because it's going to take a minute. All That's right? funny. You koala bear. Sloth. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk about how sleep relates to physical transformation. All right. Your body changes during sleep. This is where the vast majority of development and growth happens because sleep is known as an anabolic state. It's the anabolic state that humans get into. Being awake in and of itself is catabolic, right? Catabolic means the breaking down of, and you need both, all right? This is so important. We need both because without the catabolic nature, you have nothing to grow from, right? It's not that it's bad. It's just, it's a part of the system. You know, inflammation is not bad, mm -hmm. okay? You need that In to bring about place. the growth and development, right? Because when you're working now, you're creating inflammation, right? It's a hormetic stressor and your body comes back better through sleep. So a great example that I like to share is that if we're standing there at the, the gym door and we're looking at the gym and we're like, we're gonna do this incredible workout, we're gonna do some supersets, we're gonna do some deadlifting, we're gonna do some battle ropes, you know, it's <laughs> gonna be fun, we're gonna kill it. And psychologically, we think that after this workout, man, I'm gonna be in better shape. Right. But the reality is you're in better shape when you're standing there looking at the equipment, okay? Because once you embark on that workout and you start essentially tearing down your muscle tissue, you're going to be in worse shape than when you walked in the door. I can okay. totally see somebody going in and say, well, that's it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the really hard truth for people. And a lot of people don't want to look at this in this light, which is, you know, this is the way it works. You're in better shape before you work out than after the workout. Mm -hmm. If you allow yourself. And so just to hammer that point home, if, you know, after the workout, mm -hmm. we go get you a hormone panel done. We go get you some blood work done. Your inflammatory biomarkers are going to be elevated, period. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to be high. Insulin is going to be crazy. All right. It's just not going to look right. You might get diagnosed with prediabetes, possibly. From my workout. Depending on how your mm -hmm. body responded. Cortisol is going to be elevated. Stress hormones are going to be a little bit wonky. We can potentially get you diagnosed with something. Jeez. And all you did was work out. And this is something we're all doing especially this community on a consistent basis, sure, sure. you know, and it's not that it's bad. Again, this is known as a hormetic stressor. So stress in and of itself is not a bad thing. Again, we need both so we can develop and come back better from the stress. But if you don't learn mm -hmm. from the inflammatory situation, if you don't recover, if you don't create the conditions for your body to come back better, then you're missing the whole point. Right. And this leads to the situation where people have to keep working out chronically, constantly to stay what their definition of fit is. I mean, they're just literally running for hours and hours and hours every week. And if you don't love to do that, I got news for you. You don't have to do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But if you love doing it, keep That's running. Great. You know. But if you're doing it because you're not seeing the results, it's not that running more will get it. It's recovering more yeah. that will bring about the change you're hoping to mm -hmm. see. And for a lot of people, they also they notice very quickly when they stop exercising and beating themselves down for a couple of days, maybe vacation they immediately start seeing like, oh my goodness, like I'm getting fat, I'm getting mm. bloated like so quickly within days. Whereas other people who are training differently and recovering, there was this really interesting thing done and um, this world-class trainer and he had all these top bodybuilders come to his city to work with him. And as soon as they got off the plane, he immediately said, you know, here's some vouchers and things like, go have fun, go eat, go out dancing. And they're just like, 
what? We came here to train, bro. We're trying to get our swole on. We're trying to get our pump dragon on. We're trying to get our Vin Diesel. We're trying to get Forrest pumped. There we go. All right? So we're doing this, right? And they're like, this is what I came here for. But he's telling them, no, go take a break. And so, but after, it was like three days later, because he measured them as soon as they got off the plane, mm-hmm. and he measured them three days later, they'd actually gained, like one of the guys gained an inch in his arm get out. without working out. See? Do you hear me? See? And it's because his body a recovered. His body finally recovered from the work he's been just hammering himself for so long. Amazing. All right, so there's a little sample mm-hmm. uh, example, you know, and again, I'd seen this video uh, so many years ago when I first got interested in, you know, weightlifting and, and being a strength conditioning coach. But it's just a really kind of clear cut example when you allow your body to recover, you're actually going to come back better. Yeah. That's the real key. So here's a couple of the pieces of how it works. Number one, when you're sleeping, this is when your body releases the vast majority of reparative enzymes. And enzymes are basically biochemical catalysts. They essentially enable your body to do everything that it does. Like enzymes have to be present for processes to actually happen. Right, So they're very closely related to what hormones are doing, but enzymes are the catalyst that make the hormone communication possible even. All right, So enzymes are really important in this whole equation as well. And a lot of people, you don't hear a lot about enzymes, Mm -hmm. but this is something really, really important to understand. So the reparative enzymes and their processes kick into full-on high gear when you're sleeping. All right, So that's one big part of how your body really transforms and you're able to lose fat and come back better when you're sleeping is through these reparative enzymes. Another thing is that when we're asleep, we move into this anabolic state, as I mentioned before. So anabolism is the building up of, the growth and development of. And this is in which energy conservation happens and repair and growth take over. So you're not using all of this energy to be awake, doing awake things, Mm -hmm. right? All of your energy is going to be focused on repairing you, right? So this anabolic stage kicks in. It's like a pit crew comes in, <laughs> you know, the night shift. I the only thing I know about NASCAR <laughs> is Ricky Bobby. That's it. Ricky. Shaking back. See, oh, Will Ferrell. We All love right. You. So <laughs> also here with this anabolic shift, we look at the anabolic hormones that are produced predominantly during sleep. And one of the big ones is HGH, mm-hmm. i.e. human growth hormone, human growth hormone. Listen to the name, human growth hormone. This is so important for our growth and development. Kids have a lot Mm. of HGH. This enables them to have so much of the energy that kids have, you know, and they can just run wild. (laughs) And the parents are like, would you you stop? (laughs) You know? And so they can't help it a lot of times because there's this energy that's building in them. And according to research, when we become right around the age of 18 to 20, we have a decline in the amount of HGH we're producing. Uh And so... My argument is, which is pretty well established, is that it's not necessarily just because you turn 18. It's because when you're 18, you leave for college a lot of people or you move out of the house Mm -hmm. and your rules for regulating your sleep cycle are no longer apparent. You know, like, mom, I'm sorry. You can't tell me what to do anymore. You know, (laughs) I'm staying up all night, every night. Oh, yeah. And it's going down, you know, (laughs) college. Like, you know, a lot of people know what it's like. Yeah. And we can, quote, get by. Right. We can get by with that behavior. I remember staying up late and then, you know, passing the test in the morning. Like, I can't believe that I did that. But it was just kind of the lifestyle. So we think we can get away with it. And same thing with our bodies. When we're that age, a lot of us is like, you know, I was so 
Right. I was so right. Yeah, that's the I word. I was right. I was right, you know. <laughs> but I was even eating like I was eating fast food, I was eating ice cream, I was just all the time. And now if I even look at a donut. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. That's right. My jeans are not fitting right, you <laughs> know. Right. Just from looking, I caught a whiff. Yeah. And the donut molecule must have transformed <laughs> into booty fat, yeah. you know. And, and my so, muscle memory said, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> donut, you know, so please understand People, we think we can get away with that stuff, but it's really not the story. But we see this physically in our own lives that, hey, when I was 18 doing these things, eating these foods, I could get away with it. Now I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm doing it. The same exact thing. My body is not very forgiving. What happened? Really simply what happened is your hormones changed. Mm -hmm. That's really all. Your hormones changed. This is why you look so different than you did when you were six or you did when you were 12 or 18, as we grow and evolve, our hormones change. And essentially, it's a big player in our genetic function. So the greatest marker that we have in our world today that we've discovered, and actually, we did a show about this, all about aging. And it was Elizabeth Blackburn won a Nobel Prize for this discovery of what's going on with our telomeres. So our telomeres are the greatest biological marker we have to Tell us how long we're going to live, essentially. All right? It's really profound. Okay, So your telomere length can tell you how long you're going to live. And your telomeres are basically, these are the end caps on the end of your DNA. All right? And they're sort of like the little plastic casings on the tips of your shoelaces. And I think they're called, are they eaglets? I never remember the name of it because right. it's so silly. But in somebody's out there like, you know, saying what the name is. Eaglet. What, yeah. I'm going to call it an eaglet, whatever. Let's go with eaglet. <laughs> it's an eaglet. <laughs> or it's a plastic casey thingy, <laughs> right? So those things, <laughs> they're at the end of your DNA, just like with your shoestrings. Have you ever tried to tie a shoestring it's with the, when it's frayed, it's when it doesn't awful. have that? It's, you're trying to like get it wet a little bit, twist it up. <laughs> it's horrible. It's a horrible waste of your time yes, and energy as a human being, right? Even when you thread it, it gets all bundled up. <laughs> just no good. <laughs> so these basically do the same thing with your DNA. It keeps your DNA from fraying and breaking down because once that happens, we're talking about, you know, senescence and cell death and different programs because that DNA contains the genetic information of what type of copies to print out of you. And as you get older, your DNA is giving instructions, your genes are giving instructions to print out different copies, older, quote, older copies, more mature. We'll say more mature. Well, there we go. Copies of you, right? Mm -hmm. And so- even though we think we can get away with this, and I cited this in, in Sleep Smarter actually, blew my mind, but it was so obvious. It was like Captain Obvious was right there on the scene that sleep deprivation is probably the most powerful influence on accelerated loss of your telomeres. Oh. Right, so when you're, quote, getting away with it when you're younger, you're accelerating your aging process so much. This is why people in their early 20s, myself included, we're starting to break down so quickly, you know, starting to see things that you wouldn't expect till you're, you know, 50, 60, even older with right. chronic fatigue, with uh, muscle pain, with mm -hmm. an inability to get rid of belly fat. You know, for me, it was my back. Right. You know, the physician actually told me when I was 20, you have the spine of an 80 year old person. How? You know, and all of these different pieces matter, you know, and so for me, I mean, when I was going through that issue with this so-called incurable disease, you know, of degenerative disc disease and degenerative spine disease, degenerative bone disease, my sleep was a wreck. It was. And I didn't want it to be. Mm -hmm. You know, like 
I had this quiet suffering on my pillow every single night for two and a half years that nobody knew about. And I didn't even get it. You know, when this was going on, I didn't think it even mattered. But I wasn't able to heal because I couldn't sleep. The pain was so bad, it would wake me up if I just changed positions. My gosh. And so I had to take medication every night. And prescription medications, as you'll learn about as well, you know, Dr. Sarah Godfrey, who did the forward of the book, just taking 20 prescription drugs for sleep every year, just 20 a year, can radically increase your mortality rate, right? So you can die sooner just right. by taking these prescription drugs. And I was doing that for a nice stint of course. to try to sleep at night. Of course. And so if you're not sleeping, you're not healing. And once I made some lifestyle changes, you know, we've talked about many times on the show, I automatically started getting better sleep. And I aut- like it, it became this exponential quantum growth mm-hmm. that happened. And it seemed to happen so quickly, but so much was going right. And one of the big changes was my sleep quality. So much was going right because of your sleep quality. I love that. So now back to human growth hormone, right? So human growth hormone, aka HGH, we commonly think about this as an exogenous hormone. Someone's taking it as a, a PED, you know, performance enhancing drug. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the big names out there, the Barry Bonds, the Mark McGuire's, the Jason Giambi's, the Marion Jones. And taking this as kind of an illegal substance in sports and performance. Now, our bodies produce this endogenously. It will produce nice quantities of human growth hormone if you're getting ideal, optimal sleep. In particular, the early stages of sleep during the earlier parts of the evening, because we are a part of nature, you know, in our circadian timing, our hormone rhythms are lined up with what the planet is doing. Very strongly. So, you know, and in the book and I talking about this is the, um, this quote money time window. And I just dive in deeper talking about this and why it's so effective to get sleep earlier in the evening. So between 10 PM and 2 AM. And this isn't, again, it isn't cut in stone because, you know, the time of year it is, how far you are from the equator, but just generally getting a couple of hours in there. So maybe if you're even getting to bed at midnight and getting two of those money time hours, (laughs) it can, according to research, possibly give you like twice as much benefit like each hour could be two hours mm-hmm. worth of sleep Counts too. you know because Double. of the hormonal benefit and the reparative enzyme benefit as well it's like bogo i don't know what that is buy one get one free oh look at that i'm just saying learn something every day Bogo. <laughs> <laughs> and also an important thing about the recovery mm-hmm. aspect and repairing ourselves and coming back better eliminating fat hgh is a key hormone in this So HGH promotes the growth, maintenance, and repair of muscles and your bones. And muscle is your body's fat-burning machinery. The maintenance and development of your muscle is key for you to have the optimal, highest metabolism possible. Again, without you needing to go and run around for hours and hours and hours a week training, you will naturally be at a higher rate of calorie expenditure and fat burning if you have more muscle on your frame. And HGH helps to promote the growth and maintenance of that. Well, you said growth and maintenance of muscle and bone. So there's no amount of running I can do to help my bones. Oh, yeah. So to hear that the more HGH I have Mm -hmm. helps to develop, maintain, and repair my bones. You need both. Especially as a woman. Yes. Mm -hmm. So your bones need a reason to grow. So that's where the exercise comes in at, Mm -hmm. which strength training exercises, especially squats, are the best thing for really helping your bones to assimilate nutrients. But HGH is critical for that development anyways. And I talk about a lot of other key nutrients as well. So 
please understand, absolutely. And your bones, what does it matter if you have nice biceps if you can't even <laughs> lift your arm up? You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and also HGH, and this is something that's fascinating and for a lot of people who are educated in this field of nutrition, for them to even understand this is that HGH facilitates the body's use of amino acids. Even better. Okay, so you need HGH to be able to, all the supplements people are taking, it's going to get wasted on you if your hormones aren't functioning properly. Now, one last thing here is that it is largely during sleep that the sex hormone, testosterone, and the fertility hormone, so-called fertility hormones that have other roles in the management of your body composition, follicle-stimulating hormone, and luteinizing hormones, they're also secreted largely during sleep. All right. So again, if you want to be the fittest, healthiest version of yourself, optimizing your sleep is key. Now, let's move on to some more of the biochemical stuff going on here with sleep and with our behavior that leads to our body transformation. So lack of sleep has been linked to both increased calorie consumption and reduced energy expenditure. Basically, more calories you're taking in and you're burning less of them automatically if you're sleep deprived. Columbia University research revealed that people may eat up to 300 calories extra a day when they get a few hours less sleep than normal, okay? Just by you getting a little bit less sleep, you're probably going to eat 300 more calories bad right news, there, bad news. right? And for some people, it's more, mm-hmm. you know? When I was talking with Shalene Johnson recently, and she said that when she was unknowingly just kind of chronically sleep deprived, she just would eat and she's just like, oh, I need it. Like, there's not a problem because I'm working and I need it. Mm-hmm. It's because she's up more hours. Naturally, just kind of obviously is you're going to eat more. But also the food quality. She also shared that she was eating healthy, but she always needed something sweet. Even with her chicken, like she'd find a way to make it sweet. Like, let's braise it with honey or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because her body was calling for her to eat more carbohydrates, Quick which we'll energy. talk to in, a, mm-hmm. in just a second. So sleep deprivation is also associated with disrupting leptin. A study out of Stanford University showed that when individuals were sleep deprived, they ended up with significantly decreased levels of leptin in their system. All right. And so, by the way, for those watching the video, sleep smarter right here. Look how pretty it is. It's a pretty, it's it's a a pretty pretty book. book. It's a pretty pretty book. It's pretty sexy. Make sleep sexy. (laughs) So, it's right there in black and white. And leptin is your body's satiety hormone. It helps to make you have this uh, sensation of of being satiated, of being satisfied. And if leptin is lacking in your system, automatically you're going to be more hungry. And ghrelin, which is the more of the kind of bona fide hunger hormone, is going to be more active. Right? So to keep that in check, leptin is important. But if you're sleep deprived, leptin is not going to be there doing its job very proficiently. Now, this will inherently lead to a radically increased chance of overeating and storage of excess body fat which exacerbates the problem with estrogen dominance, which we talked about in the last episode and how that encourages that vicious circle of more fat accumulation and more estrogen production. more estrogen from it. It's not that estrogen is bad. Estrogen is critically important for both men and women, but being at the right level, at normal levels for us as men and women. So we have to be aware of this piece as we're studying and trying to figure out how to really create the optimal lifestyle, nutrition, and sleep for us to be the best version of ourselves, we have to take all of these pieces into consideration. So another issue is the blood sugar and the overeating slash poor food choices that are going to happen. 
So I also cited some research that was done by the University of California, Berkeley, Mm -hmm. and they did brain imaging scans and some other studies as well that looked at what's going on in the brain when you're sleep deprived and actually monitoring that. What they found was that you're going to get about a 6% reduction in glucose reaching your brain just after 24 hours of sleep deprivation. So your brain is essentially starting to starve and that is a red alert, right? And not all parts of the brain was as equal. 14%, about 14% of that was from your prefrontal cortex and your insular cortex. So this is the more evolved human part of your brain. (laughs) The part that we need for sanity, yes. The part that's responsible for decision making (laughs) or distinguishing between right and wrong for Mm -hmm. quote social control for- um, The selection on your menu, on your menu. Yeah. You'll think clearly about what you will choose. Mm, like I've got these three options. My boss exactly. said that I did bad on this report. Option one. Right. Punch him in the kidneys. <laughs> option two. Say right. I'll do better next time. Uh-huh. Option three. Say, you know, I quit. Whatever. Yeah, you know, so you have those. It's that buffer there, mm-hmm. that those options, you know. But what they also found was that there was more activity in the amygdala, which is the more primitive survival-based part of your brain, that part of your brain is lit up when you're sleep-deprived. And that part of your brain doesn't care as much, all right? right? That social control isn't there. And so you're going to probably say and do things that normally, you know, under normal circumstances, you probably wouldn't say and do. Exactly. All right? And I don't know if you've had any examples <laughs> like that happen, you know, when you're tired and, you know, yeah, but it do. tends to happen. Like, why did I send that email? I can't believe I said that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these moments you can't get back. So as we often say, never make a long-term decision on a temporary emotion. That's right. And to guard ourselves against these temporary emotions, like our sleep is so important because it's not even the best of us. It's not our best version showing up and making decisions in the first place. So now this is so important. And we've talked about this in past episodes, but it needs to be reiterated as much as possible. When you're sleep deprived, your brain is lacking that glucose, that energy. And this is an evolutionary fire alarm going off because through our evolution as human beings, if your brain starts to starve and lack that potential to problem solve, this could mean swift death, basically. Right. An inability to procure your food, to protect yourself, to protect your gene pool, your family, because your decision-making isn't sharp. Your reflexes are not sharp. And we live in a very comfy, cozy world for the most part, many of us. And it wasn't like this a few hundred years ago or especially thousands of years ago. It was a much more kind of wild environment. You know, and so you needed to have the best you showing up. So your brain and your whole physiology is going to compel you to get that glucose back to your brain right away as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. So this brings to bear if you've ever had that nighttime cereal, if you've ever had a cookie, if you've ever and doesn't cereal seems to taste better at night. It is, doesn't it? It tastes better at night than in the morning. And those cocoa pebbles, right (laughs) at night. Me and the bee, you know, me and that bee, that honey bee. Yeah. We had a thing going on. That's serious. Yeah. <laughs> Honey Nut Cheerios at night, in the and morning, maybe not so much. that's where that satiety comes in. The so-called satiety yeah. for the moment is because it addressed it right then. Your body's like, okay, cool. <laughs> now we can get back to what we were doing. Right, right. You know, but it won't last. And also we get a little bit of a serotonin kick mm-hmm. from carbohydrates as well. But the bottom line is if you've ever had ice cream, if you've ever had cake or cookies or pie or potato chips, your physiology remembers, you know, that quote muscle memory, you know, 
your system remembers, hey, I can get a quick source of glucose right back to my brain very quickly without much processing. That's right. Find me that. Bring it to me. Bring it. <laughs> so the next thing you summons, know. Summons. <laughs> summons the chocolate raisins. <laughs> the next thing you know is you're looking at an empty mm. carton of ice cream. It's just like, what happened? The guilt sets in. The I told myself I wasn't going to. The I was going to do this. Now I got to start over. I'm going to start over on Monday. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always Monday. Mm-hmm. But it was a battle of your willpower versus your biology. And ultimately, your biology is going to come out on top most of the time. Yeah. So it, this is so important to just really take that piece is we're setting ourselves up. We're handicapping ourselves from performance, from accomplishing our goals when we're sleep deprived. It's a very difficult struggle that people are battling and they don't realize because they're getting up and going to 24-hour fitness at, you know, three o'clock in the morning because they're trying to get their weight off. Yeah. When in actuality, they should be doing some smart workouts that maybe take them 10 minutes and getting optimal sleep. Getting a smart workout and getting smart sleep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that speaks to basically the brain starving issue and what happens with our willpower versus our biology. One of the pieces that I want to share with this topic of transforming our body through sleep is the impact that sleep deprivation has on cortisol. So cortisol is, it's received a lot of bad press lately as this stress hormone, which I'm trying to break that pattern right now with the birthing of Sleep Smarter and getting this out to the masses. Cortisol is just one of like 50 hormones. And why is this the bad one? Like this is the bad egg. This is the ugly duckling. He needs a better PR team. Right, exactly. (laughs) So cortisol is really an important hormone that gives us a lot of value and benefit, but it's when it's out of balance. That's the issue. So to make sure that cortisol stays regulated and balanced, that's what we talk about here on on the Model Health Show, is encouraging a natural, normal cortisol rhythm. So when you're sleep deprived, automatically cortisol is elevated because it's a stress response from the body. The problem with that is we talked about earlier about the glucose lack, the glucose issue with reaching our brain. Your body can actually create glucose itself mm-hmm. by breaking down your proteins, breaking down your muscle tissue no, through a process called gluconeogenesis, mm-hmm. which cortisol is the, the front runner. It's the head of that program to break down your proteins and turn it into glucose, right? And so you're going to be losing your muscle tissue and also you're going to be activating insulin. So when glucose goes up, insulin is turned on and insulin is your body's number one fat storing hormone. Okay. Insulin is great. Again, it's supposed to be there to help you to store energy, but when it's out of balance, it can be a big problem. That's the bad. All right. So, and this is what we're talking about now is this the opposite of fat loss. Right. It's the opposite of fat burning. And this is all created through sleep deprivation. All right. So. A big part of your body composition is due largely to the exercise that you partake in as well. That is a critical part of this. Not as important as sleep. (laughs) And the same thing with nutrition. Sleep really trumps all of this because your body assimilates so much of that good food you're taking in and turning it into you while you're asleep. But exercise is important. And your sleep actually has a big influence on your exercise. So I'm going to share with you today a small piece from Sleep Smarter. So this is a section, and this is actually chapter 11, but there's a subhead, and it's called Sleep, Exercise, Eat, Repeat. (laughs) Always remember that making regular exercise a part of your life isn't just about having a great body. It's about having great sleep. A study published in the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine found that patients with primary insomnia had a radical improvement 
and sleep quality when they added in a consistent exercise regimen. The study used a polysonogram to measure the results. A polysonogram is a sleep test that records your brain waves, the oxygen level in your blood, heart rate, and breathing, as well as eye and leg movements. Basically, there are so many wires on you while you sleep that it looks like Spider-Man hit you with a web. <laughs> Here's exactly what they discovered. Test subjects who started exercising experienced a 55% improvement in sleep onset latency, which is essentially they fell asleep faster, a 30% decrease in the total wake time during the test, an 18% increase in total sleep time during the test, a 13% increase in sleep efficiency, which is essentially an improvement in the quality of sleep. And all of this from adding exercise, not a pill, not rubbing a magic lamp, but from exercise. <laughs> so that speaks to the impact that exercise has on your sleep. But there's another section here in the power tips. And it says that it's not only that exercise impacts your sleep, but sleep also impacts your exercise. <laughs> Research published in the Journal of Clinical Sleep Medicine found that a poor night's sleep led to a less frequent and shorter workout the next day. The researchers set out to find if exercise improved sleep quality for insomniacs, which it did. But they were surprised to learn that if a night of poor sleep occurred, the next day, the motivation to exercise would drop. It wasn't until after weeks of pushing through that better sleep and consistent exercise evened out. It's important to be aware of this and know that getting good sleep is a part of your overall motivation. But in the beginning, if you have to push yourself a little bit more to exercise, have the courage to do so, knowing that eventually you won't have to push because the vision of a better life and the way you feel will start to pull you. Yes. Yes, it does. So those are just a couple of the nuggets. And I go on to share some strategies and power tips in the book and how to employ a lot of the stuff that we learn, you know, that we talk about even here on the show. How do you actually do it? How, what are some tips and strategies? What are some things I could do right now? And I often say, and making this a part of popular culture, that a good night's sleep starts the moment that you wake up in the morning. Okay, a good night's sleep starts the moment that you wake up in the morning. So exercise, clinically proven to improve your sleep at night if you train in the morning. Getting exposure to natural sunlight in the morning. These small things can help to set the template and normalize your cortisol rhythm. Normalize what's going to happen with your HGH. Normalize your testosterone. And they're so easy, but how do we do it in this chaotic world? And that's what it's really about. So there's a lot here, guys, and I hope that you got a lot of value out of this. And again, I appreciate you so much for being a part of this movement with me. Got tons of amazing shows coming up for you guys. And wow, Sleep Smarter is loaded with strategies to start to improve your sleep quality and help you to become the best version of yourself. This is an important piece of your overall education in being the best version of yourself. Absolutely. You know, nutrition is critical. We talk about that. Your exercise is critical. Stress management. But all of these things are heavily influenced by the quality of sleep that you're getting. And it's time to start sleeping smarter. Yes, it sure. is. You told me once that there were three legs to this table, that it was the nutrition, that there was the exercise. And I, you told me to guess the next one and I had no clue. And it was sleep. And without all three, especially sleep, the whole system would fail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad you remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Everybody. Wow. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. I appreciate you so much. 
Much, much more great stuff is in store. Head over to sleepsmarterbook.com and grab your copy. But more importantly, please head to your local bookstore Mm -hmm. and grab a copy today. The book is out today. It's a big celebration and a big moment for all of us. So I appreciate you so much from my heart to yours. Take care. Have an amazing day. And I'll talk with you soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome and you're loving it. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening.